Good hello and welcome to Viv and Miles's Infinite Watchlist Top 100 Horror Films. I am Miles. Hey, I'm Viv. Hey girl, hey. And oof, this week is a tough one. This week this I big... have been, this episode I've been dreading. Since we started, probably. Yeah. You knew because it was a coming. I knew it was a coming and I've really been scared. I feel very proud. I'm skipping to the end already, but the fact that I got through it. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I can surely see anything now because I know we've still got some rough ones coming. Obviously, it's going to get probably even worse. But in my mind, I'd set this one up pretty high. So I feel very pleased to have got through it. <laughs> I think as well because it's such a, a modern famous of them of modern ones is one of the biggies because there's just so many sequels and talked about and theme park rides and you know it's such a big big one do you want to tell our uh, listener which film you're talking about oh yeah so this episode we're watching mary poppins (laughs) those penguins are terrifying yeah oh i wish rachel's favorite yes Um, rachel loves those penguins Sadly, not Mary Poppins. This episode, we watched Saw. Mm. The OG from 2004. Which is amazing. That's nearly 20 years ago, by the way. I know, it's wild. That's crazy. Um, Yeah, that's really... I also like to say that the fact that it's... It doesn't bode well that it's made by Twisted Pictures. I was like, that's not a good sign. Well, and and it was um, James Wan, which we've already seen quite a few of his films. This was his first one. He directed The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, Insidious. So he's been with us uh, quite a few times. Yeah, and they weren't as bad as this one to watch (laughs) for me. I'm like, oh, He yeah, I think off. for you especially, because this is not a film for, I think, it, if you're squimish, this is a really, really hard one to sit through, because it's it's pretty, yeah. it's a lot of horrible. horrible things done to the human body in this film. It's awful. <laughs> Grim. Bad. Not good at all. Rough. And claustrophobic as well very claustrophobic it's very claustrophobic i hadn't even thought of that but yes it is it's really that's part of my anxiety with it is that kind of feeling of being restricted and it's just yeah it's a whole load of everything you don't want wrapped in. oh absolutely yeah i don't think anybody would um want to be in this situation i mean i don't know why anyone would want to watch it either i have no i can't believe it but we did it and I made my friend Portia hold my hand. This is the first one I have needed someone to watch it with me because I've been I've watched all of them on my own. I think you have, yeah. I think like a couple of times, my sister or Portia has said they'd watch it, and after half an hour, I fell asleep. So generally, <laughs> yeah, I've been, yeah. So I just thought I need, and it was helpful. The funny thing is. That she got jumpy in quite a few bits that I was absolutely fine. When we were out of the room, the, the horrible, stinky bathroom, whatever the hell it is, uh, 
there was bits like where she was worried that someone was about to leap out that she was far more concerned about. And I was like, that's fine. I'm okay with that. That I can right. do that. But <laughs> what, well, someone cut, cut limbs off? Not so much. Yeah. 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 Whereas so, I, I don't, that piece of it doesn't bother me. I think the psychological piece of it is uh, what the first time I saw this film, the psychological piece of it was the part that really messed me up. Mm-hmm. Just the the situations that these people are put in, and and just the it just made me it, like it makes you think. I feel a lot as to like how far how far the humans go to stay alive, right? Like we we can say. I wouldn't be able to do that, but we don't know because we've never been in a, you know, and hopefully never will be in a life or death situation like that, right? Really so yeah, um, I think that's what it's interesting about this film to me is that I feel like I could never do any of the things that these people are made to do, but I don't know. Like, I don't think anybody knows until literally it's either that or you die. Right, like, because I think the animal instinct to survive takes over, and you will do things that you could never imagine you could do mm-hmm. to stay alive. And I think that's what makes this film so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is. If you can get past a lot of it, that is a big part of it, of course. But that's so gosh, it's so disturbing. It's so disturbing. It's very disturbing. The minds that fought this one up uh, fought up a whole <laughs> load of. Like this one alone is so disturbing, and it's so many levels of disturbing. I dread to think what the next nine are like. Well, I think the as with all these franchises, they start getting watered down. After a while, it becomes very um, mechanical, very you know, like formulaic, and it loses what the first when this film came out, and I saw it for the first time my mind was blown. I had never seen a film that took a serial killer and took this approach to their method, right? Like, it it was so original and it it poses so many interesting questions about human nature. I was like, this is just, like, just clever and and different. And then, you know, nine of them after. It's kind of like, it just becomes about what's the weirdest thing that could kill a person or the weirdest way we could kill someone. And then it just loses what made it special, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot even fathom the idea of watching another nine of these. Hell no. Thank you very much. Not for me. No way, Jose. You wanted to know the minds who came up with this. So it was written by James Wan, the director, and... Lee, I think it's Wanell, how you say his last mm-hmm. name, but he's um the actor who plays Adam was the co-writer of this. Oh, it's Adam. Oh wow, yes. okay. Yeah. Oh gosh. He put himself through it. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. Wow. That's gosh. Well, and the thing about this film is there is no foreplay at all. We are straight in. From the moment it starts, I'm like, oh, okay, we're already in a terrifying, yeah. grim, bunker-looking, dirty, bath, like, public bathroom, toilet, whatever. 
It yeah. looks disgusting. It looks scary. He wakes up mm-hmm. in this bathtub, doesn't know what's going on. It's just from the moment you're like, oh no, this is not. And good. he's like underwater. So it's like, like you said, no yeah. foreplay, like right off the no. bat. You're like, what is happening? Yeah. And then he can hear someone else shouting. And he's mm-hmm. like, what's, what's happening? He obviously has no idea. He has no idea how he's got there, why he's there. We don't know either. We're all very, everyone's very confused. Yeah. And yeah. we all find and out this, together. We all find out together. Yeah. And when the lights go on in this horrible room, we see that there is a dead man in the middle of the room, mm-hmm. um, surrounded by blood with his face down. And you're like, oh, that. That doesn't bode well. That's not a and good a gun sign. in his hand, so we can see that. In his hand, so we assume he shot himself. Right, right. And then Adam, who you just mentioned, is on the other side of the room. So also... Adam is the one in the water. Oh, was Adam in the water? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, of course. He did. Yes. Yeah, the doctor. Lawrence is the, the doctor. Lawrence Gordon is the one. Yes, 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 yes. Played by yeah, the beautiful right. Carrie Elvis. Who is Wesley in oh, The Princess Bride, which one day I'll make you watch. Carry out. Yeah, I think he's also in um, Robin Hood, Man Hood. and Yes. Oh, I didn't recognize it was him. Yeah, yeah. of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now you've said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're both chained to pipes or the room in mm-hmm. some Anyway, I've realized that you haven't even set it up and I'm waffling her away already. So you <laughs> set us up. <laughs> I think the setup is kind of bad, right? Like it's what I've already it, said, yeah. So Right. Is <laughs> we we are in this abandoned bathroom with these two characters who don't know how they got there or why they got there. And uh and as the events unfold, we find out there's a serial killer that has been hmm. not necessarily not really killing people, but making people basically kill themselves setting them up um, to kill them setting them yeah. up to to do these this uh i guess trials or die mm-hmm. and uh and these two people are they're the latest victims of this serial killer and as the yeah. film unfolds then we start finding out what's truly happening and why they're there and all that stuff right what i find a bit baffling is that they're both com- they claim to be completely clueless at the beginning as to why they're there but as the story unfolds i'm like um i think if all those things had happened to me coming up to this event i might clock quite soon that that is right because like especially at the beginning it's as if this is completely out of the blue but when you find out that they have been heavily involved in, in quite a bit of what's come up to it you're like well actually no it's not really right and of course, we find out quite early on that they're not telling each other the truth as well. That unravels mm-hmm. a lot as the film goes on. There's a lot of secrets and lies going on. Yes. Yes. Um, and and I think that's part of the game is um, they're, they're kind of playing games with each other as well throughout in their not trusting what's happening. Yeah. So. Which stands to reason because, yeah. in that situation, how could you trust anyone? How can yeah. you even begin to like? For all they know, it was the other person there that put them. Exactly. You know, they just don't. 
And they do. They do a lot of questioning each other, don't they? They do a lot of like, mm-hmm. what if it was you? What if you did this to me? What if... Right. dum dum I was relieved because I said to Portia, that I, my friend I was watching it with, is this whole thing set in this awful... Like you can almost you can smell that room. That room was disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. And the water oh, is so murky and gross yeah, and yeah. Sh- shite everywhere. It's disgusting. As well as the fact that there is a dead body in the middle of the room. And, and a pool of like, blood yeah, also that's under this help. dead body. Yeah. That's not gonna help the situation. Um and she couldn't remember it. She went, Yeah, it's the whole thing's in this room. I was very relieved. Well, I say I was relieved. When we left the room, it didn't get much better, to be honest. But at least we escaped the room for a bit. But then... Right, at least you get a different scenery. Yeah, yeah except some of the scenery was not yeah. desirable at all. When we found out what happened to other people, we were like, oh dear, this is mm-hmm. just as bad. This is... <laughs> yeah, this is not good. There's a funny... There's a bit where he says, um, oh, there's a new clock up there. You know, when he suddenly realizes mm-hmm. there's a clock. Mm-hmm. I found that kind of odd that he, why particularly did he think that that was a new clock? Just because it looked clean compared to everything else? The, no, I think the comment is everything in that bathroom was abandoned, dirty, you know, and the clock looked like it was brand new because it was clean. Right, it okay. was, you know, so I think that's what he meant by there's a, a new clock. Like this hasn't been here, yeah, abandoned so for all this time. And it's significant that they were to see the time. Right. Yeah. Because fairly early on, uh, they realise they have got notes in their pockets with their name on, mm-hmm. and little tiny cassette tapes, which are quite mm-hmm. nostalgic to see. Mm-hmm. That are for um, what do you call those little players? Um, it's like a mini cassette player. A mini Walkman cassette player thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you realize that this this serial killer is this is he. There's a whole lot going on with this game. It's not just it's not simple. There are details and things they have to do and yeah, yeah, like the most horrific escape room you can imagine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure right. there has been escape rooms saw themed. There must be. Oh yeah, sure there's been not. you know um, horror nights, Universal. Studios does the Halloween Horror Nights. There's been a lot of Saw ones with the pig. Yeah, the there's even a ride here in Fort Park, which is a theme park in, in the UK, Han, that is Saw-themed. And they did, like, a live Saw experience somewhere in London as well, which would be, that's not something I fancy, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy a lot like of film reenactment. Fun. This one, not so much. Yeah, not no. so much. Yes. So, um, you know, they have to play this cassette, which is not easy because the dead man is holding the cassette player and neither one of them really can reach them. So we have to work together to try to make it happen. And yeah, well, it's that thing like you've already, like you were mentioning, that they don't trust each other necessarily, Mm -hmm. but also they need each other because otherwise, exactly, who else is going to, you know, they need need each other's help so when they play the cassette player the you know the voice of the serial killer is telling them in kind of riddles (laughs) not not directly why they're there um Mm. and when dr gordon plays his cassette it is said to him 
that he needs to kill Adam. Right. That's the only way he can get out of there is to kill Adam. That's his only escape. And if he doesn't, they the he mentions his wife and child hmm. are going to be um paying for it. So now the stakes were high already, but now they're astronomically high for Dr. Gordon. Because it's not just him. No. That is in peril. It's the whole family. Yeah. Which is really rough. It's when the recorder says you you could be in the room you're gonna die in. It's like, oh great. Right. That's, right. That's a comforting and then there's like a like a riddle that says follow your heart and so they're thinking this is a clue to something and they're looking around in the bathroom and they see by the disgusting toilet there's a heart drawn so dr gordon tells adam the key there's something in in the toilet the key might be in the toilet so adam digs his hands into this disgusting toilet which um I so I was re-watching, I haven't seen this in ages. I was like, okay, this is a hundred percent train spotting. And then I read that they did that on purpose as a shout out to train spotting. Now I'm so pleased you said that because you remember that I told you years ago that I went to speaking mm-hmm. of live things, I went to the the version of train spotting that was kind of an interactive theater thing because you know the actors could get involved with you and throw things in that and that's exactly what it reminded me of because there was a disgusting Mm -hmm. toilet recreation which obviously they used fake things but that was pretty grim and that's exactly what it reminded me of how weird that scene in train spotting where he dives into i mean it it actually says because it's you know train spotting is horrific and funny in moments it says the dirtiest toilet in Scotland and he loses his heroin inside. It falls in there. I think it was a heroin or something like that. And he just dives full body into the the disgusting toilet. So um it was funny because I did I was like this has to be a shout out to Trace Bonding and then I read that yeah. yes they did it on purpose to kind of reference that yeah. horrendous moment. And he can't find anything in the toilet. And Dr. Gordon goes, like, try the tank. And sure he enough. Probably he probably should have said that beforehand. Well, that's what Adam says to him. He's like, you yeah, can have suggested like, that might. first. Yes, because that toilet needs a plumber quite severely. Oh, and, and that's a where brave. he finds the bag. And it has mm. two saws in it. You want to love? Portia said to me, well, you know what's in those bags. And I had obviously decided to completely forget the title of the film because I couldn't bear it. And I was like, I don't know what's in the bags. And she was like, come on now. <laughs> you can get this. <laughs> yes. Turns out the saws are in the bags. <laughs> All right. And we find out later there were also some photos in there too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they... they- kind of very quickly come to the really because they of course immediately tried to saw the chains off their leg yeah and yes. it's doing yes. nothing and of course dr gordon comes to the realization that the saws are not for the chains um 
they, if you want to get out of the chains, you would have to use the saw to oh. Oh. cut off your foot. Yeah. That and is, then that one is of them not... is really on board with that. They're like, okay, well, let's find the plan B. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. How unorthodox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, um, to quote myself, this has gone too far now. Yeah, and this is just the, the first 20 minutes. It hasn't even gotten really going. Just the beginning, girl. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. Yeah, rough. Yep, yep, yep. R- rough, rough, rough. So mm-hmm. I guess we should s- describe, unfortunately, we should describe some of the, we, then we get flashes of other cases of what this mm-hmm. other inventive, horrible ways he's treated other people. Well, we... We yes, we get to that because Dr. Gordon uh plays the, the cassette again and it sparks his memory, goes like, wait a minute, I know what this is because I was questioned because I was a suspect in this killer's mm-hmm. killings, and then we no. get the whole story. And I'm like, Which really? <laughs> that didn't like, come right to mind. This is what I was referring to earlier. I don't really understand how that was not quite a high possibility in his mind of why he would be there. It seems well, cruel. what I will say to you is that later in uh, films that come after, they go back mm. to that moment and they kind of give you some backstory of why. Oh. But, is it because people complained? <laughs> um... Either that, or I think maybe they realized like they had a lot, they could create a lot more story. Well, also, they were probably trying to rinse if they were trying to squeeze it into 10 films, and I guess you have to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so these, there's some horrible, there's a barbed wire situation. Oh, there's just also, there are some really horrific cases. And they start. You know, Danny Glover plays one of the cops. So we see these two yeah. policemen investigating this very bizarre death. And they find the cassette tapes in all of them. And the people that are dead have like a piece of skin missing in the shape of a mm-hmm. jigsaw puzzle piece. Jigsaw puzzle, yes. And that's kind of how they realize this is a serial killer situation, even though it's not really the killer who's killing them. He's kidnap- kidnapping these people and then putting them in these situations where mm-hmm. if you do one thing, you live. If you don't, then you die. But kind of by your own choice and by your own hand. So he's not actively killing them. Mm-hmm. Which is um, strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, and then... Aside from the cassettes, there's also videos in some of them with this puppet that yes, we, we now have come to, come to know and love. Come to know. I would stop right there. I would. I don't love it at all. I don't care for it in the slightest. But he he's popped up a lot in Halloween costumes, especially this yes. year, I know, too. There's a lot. Yes. Of- He's very... Um, Jigsaw's puppet has become kind of iconic. Yeah, with the spirals and yeah. He's the image we see before we ever, before, long before we meet who's behind it. Long before. And and in those 
subsequent films also the puppet is is kind of yeah, the star a of a lot of them I in the little tricycle which i hate yeah the what's puppet, that about right? the tric- so it's so terrifying it's so creepy i guess don't that's care what's that about it at all um the, the puppet was actually made from scratch by the the filmmakers by james wan and I'll call yeah. him Adam. Um, they they made the the puppet themselves. Oh wow, that's amazing. Which is pretty cool. That is cool. Yes. It's a labor of love. <laughs> yeah. So there's just these like horrible situations that they put people in, um, mm-hmm. where it's to get out of it. They have to is a torturous situation. They either have to badly suffer or they die. Basically, it's one or the other. It's it's rough so right. yeah he's not only is he like suspended in this it's like a box of barbed wire do you call it razor wire i noticed this i think that's the same we call it barbed wire oh you call it barbed wire because yeah. i kept saying razor wire i thought so too yeah um they have it he has like a timer and he has to get out by a certain time and plus haven't they like made him is it that one that they've like made him have poison and if he doesn't get out by a certain time to get the antidote the antidote? No, that's not him. Um is the guy the, the guy in the in the box, um there was a timer and after a certain amount of time the door would close forever. So he would just either die trying to get out or he was gonna be left there to die of starvation. So I guess he tried to go through the razor wire. So what is the and, difference uh, between a razor wire is like more of a... I think because it had razor, like it wasn't just barbed wire. It was, it, it had actual in razors it. in it. So the, the, the main thing with these deaths that we're, we see in all the recordings these people have all like for the the guy in the razor wire this guy had tried to kill himself before right and so he tells him you claim that you wanted to die i don't think you wanted to die i think you wanted the attention so here's the thing if you truly wanted to die here's your chance but if you don't want to die then here's how you get out of here and I want to see if you truly want to live. And clearly, this guy truly tried to get out, but he did not succeed. That's so sick. So it was. It, it's that's the game that this guy is playing. Of like, interesting. Um, you know, as you see the pattern, right? He, the people he he puts in these situations are people that he feels are taking life for granted, and it it's in it's almost insulting to him because of of his situation as we find out and so he's kind of trying to prove the point of and it just yeah right like like um most people take being alive for granted and now you won't kind of thing which he it's kind of the running theme Mm. um yeah he's he's trying to play god yes not god the devil whatever um, something really i mean horrific. i think i think he's posing a really interesting question of because i think in a way it is true unless we we have a, a lot of times we just get through life like we work 
we get up in the morning, we go to work, we do what we do. I don't think a lot of people have a daily moment of going like, wow, I'm so grateful for being alive because you're just too busy being alive, right? Like, and I think his point is that we don't realize how desperately we want to be alive until it's about to be taken away from us, right? And I think give them the chance to have that feeling and then actually let them live because well some of them do like the one girl does live because she does what she had to do in the time she had to do it and she gets out but Um, she kills the other guy what choice did he have right Right. but she stays alive and she comes back in the sequels and we see kind of her perspective in life change wow but i mean that's that's his motivation I think there are better ways to motivate people, quite frankly. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a serial they, killer. Obviously, he's they not could trying go on to... A course. They could go on a course, a happiness. Yeah, he's he's not trying to, um, you know, convert people to Buddhism. He's a serial killer. Um, he's yeah, angry, he's... and he wants to punish people for what he feels is their lack of um, acknowledging the privilege that they have. Yes, I can see his uh, yeah. horrific motivation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because that the girl that survives, that one is discovered. That's awful. That one's really bad. And that's probably one of the most famous, like when people think of Saw, that bear trap in the head is kind of the image that's the most famous from this film. Is that reverse bear trap that she has on her head. Mm-hmm. And uh and for her. You know, she wakes up and she has this bear trap on her head. And basically it says, you know, there's a there's a body on the floor and it says the key is inside that body. And you have this amount of time to find the key to get yourself out of the trap or you die. So when she gets on the floor, she realizes the person is alive. Um, They were just super sedated, so they couldn't move. They couldn't talk. Um, But the desperation to survive she grabs the knife and she rips him open and she finds the key like in his guts and she gets out and she survives um and and this is kind of foreshadowing that then gets developed more in the sequels when she's being interrogated by the police and she's telling the story at the end of you know when she's talking she says he saved me because they asked her, they said, you, you were a, a heroin addict. And she says, yes. And then as she tells the story, she does say he saved me, which is then developed further in, in the other like one. Problematic. Um, Very much so. Yeah. That's not a great message. going there. Very much so. Well, and it's not- as someone who works in trauma, I will tell mm. you that it's also not accurate. No. Like traumatizing someone even further is usually not the way to help yeah. them um, overcome their um, no. substance use disorder. No, of course not. That's ridiculous. But it's, oh, it's a so this film just makes me tense. I feel tense. Even yeah. talking about it, tense. <laughs> it's not. It's not a feeling that I enjoy watching. This it's is very not dark. It's a very very dark feeling. It's like very, it's very dark. Oof. 
Wow. Yeah. So and so we, get, we oh go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that as it goes on, they get clues that they're being watched in the room because at one point they smash uh they throw something that ends up they find out that it's a two-way mirror when it, the bit of mm -hmm. glass comes out, they realize that they're being watched. There's like a peephole in all these scenarios there's always mm -hmm. like some way of they're always being he likes to watch mm -hmm. he enjoys watching what's happening as well as it happening he wants to see the fruits of his labor i suppose mm -hmm. put it and so yeah the more they the more they go there's that bit later on where he tries to trick him and i'm like girl that's not gonna work the people i'm like mm. mm -hmm. Because Adam does not do a very good job, by the way, in that section. No, he does not. I'm like, if you're going to pretend that you were dying from that, you need to put some, you need to meryl that up. <laughs> that yeah, was... it was very over the top. Um, yeah. I wanted to go back to the cops when they're looking at all these peepholes, whatever. That's where they find the pen light. Mm. and they check for fingerprints and that's how it leads them to dr gordon because it is his pen light and it has his fingerprints so that's how he gets roped into being interrogated as a suspect right. um he's a, a doctor and that was his pen light um and then we see a flashback of him at the hospital with um the interns and it's kind of, again, after you've seen the film and you go back to that scene, you see it all mm. unfold because the orderly in that scene where he's talking about the patient in the bed saying he has a brain, uh, inoperable brain tumor. And the orderly interrupts and says his name is John and he's a very interesting man, kind of like he's a human yeah. being. Right. Well, yeah, that's the point that they're making. Don't just treat them like mm -hmm. number whatever. Yeah, of course. Right. And then after yeah. you get to the end of the film, you see the orderly has a very big, important part in this film. Um, and so, so does John, the man on the bed that they're talking about, like he's just a thing. He sure does. He is... Perhaps the most important piece of this film. He's quite integral, yes, he is. Turns out. That's you want you want a twist, eh? Y'all wanted a twist. Yes. You want the gooped and gagged? Mm-hmm. Oh, by that stage I was Yeah. Oof. And we we get a little flashback also during this part of, of Dr. Gordon at home. Clearly his marriage is not ideal. Um he's been kind yeah. of cheating on his wife and through the flashbacks and stuff. Right. Um, and and they, Diana, the daughter, is having a tough time because she keeps thinking she can see people in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. Or a She person. was not wrong. And she was, she was correct about that. She was she accurate. Was, she was accurate. Accurate. Yeah. But, of course, then we get this horrible bit where um, in his wallet... The photos that's normally a nice photo, I assume, of his wife and daughter, now is an image of them gagged, saying like, what does it say? Something like, uh, we're in danger. You're in danger, girl. <laughs> Molly, you're in danger, girl. <laughs> Molly, you're in danger, girl. Yes. Oh, um, 
And Adam, the side, this is when, like we suspected, they're almost like they're turning on each other now, really, because he hides that photo from him mm-hmm. and throws the wallet back without that photo and just says, oh, I can't find the one you're talking about. Well, and I think partly is because Adam knows, because he heard the recording, that the the job given to Dr. Gordon is to kill Adam to save his family. So the last thing Adam wants is to show him that picture and motivate him further to kill him. You know, that's I think that's the motivation for hiding that picture from him. It wouldn't be wise. No, if nothing, yeah, it would be it would make him more likely to kill him. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, so it's whew, all sorts of things are happening. And yeah, like you say, there are lots of flashbacks. And of course, we eventually find out why they're actually connected, Adam and the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Should I say what? <laughs> Yeah, I out. thought I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> I was going to. I was so traumatized by this film that it's like rehashing it all again. Is a you find out that he was hired as an undercover investigator to take photos because they wanted to find out. Well, I think we there's another twist coming here because we don't know who's hired him. Mm-hmm. I think we. I suspected it was probably the wife or some right. connection. That's what we're led to think because she's mm-hmm. suspecting. Because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of scenes where she's talking about how unhappy he is, and she's very much like, "Can you just please mm-hmm. express what the problem is? Can we talk about it?" And he's going, "There's nothing wrong, nothing wrong." Classic mm-hmm. signs of having an affair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. so Adam, Adam is hired to take photos. You know, classic thing mm-hmm. we see in lots of movies and TV programs where he like. You know, mm-hmm. is in a parking lot taking pictures and stuff, and so then it all kind of starts to fall into place. Mm-hmm. But the twist is that it wasn't the wife at all. It was the what's his name? Tip is it? Tip the the um, right the cop. The cop who was yeah. no longer a cop because we do see. Um, yeah, the... he has a traumatic time. <laughs> right, they they do end up finding the place where the this killer is yeah and they get there and they see there's a there's a man hooked up to another contraption yeah and they go to a, a misused mannequin factory it used to be a mannequin factory which is i terrifying. was really hoping that maybe kim katrao would come yeah, through and we'd have a little bit of a little burst yeah. of have you see. have you forgotten what mannequins are doing horror movies do you remember to let with all the mannequins. Do I remember what, sorry? The film To Let. The one, oh, the dear. Spanish film with the all the yeah, mannequins please, all around. Please make make me feel even more funny enough. There was some hideous barbed wire razor situations in that one as well. That's Ooh. true, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's I was clinging on to a different mannequin, but okay. You, you sure were. But yes, and and so they find the the killer there and he ends up killing his partner and uh slashing his throat so um we assume he's dead yeah 
I thought that slash was pretty bad, but he still manages mm-hmm. to walk around quite a bit. He right. does a little... I'm like, wow, you're doing well for someone who's just had their throat sliced like this. Yeah. You're doing well. Because there's all these like red sheets and there's like one that's over the puppet, Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. There's one that's over this pig mask thing. There's like wild <laughs> boar that we now, we're going to see soon coming up. That mm-hmm. is... He keeps if you promoted the pig to a wild boar, it's just a pig. Is it a pig? But it looks it's kind of dark. Yeah, because it's it dead. Is... Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's just a common just pig. A just okay. a common pig. Oh, it doesn't, it's not nice either way, whatever the hell it is. No, I yeah. find that pig, when the, the pig mask is scarier to me than anything else that happens in this film. Horrible. We need like to stop. It. Can people stop? Please stop making masks out of other people's faces. Because I'm sick. I have seen uh, so much of that recently. I am done. I don't want to well, see. Well, and you still skin. haven't seen the mother of all flesh masks yet because we have not gotten to Leatherface. So oh we will get to Leatherface eventually, and you'll see. The, so, the, really, the big mama of all flesh masks. You've you've got a really nice skill of making me feel better all the time. Every time I think <laughs> things couldn't get any worse, you kind of like just kick me. You give me another little. <laughs> there's there's a great line in an episode of Moonlighting where she says, "Just when I think you've sunk as low as you can go, you find a basement door." Oh, girl, that that works in this situation. You you do you. You're always flinging that basement door open for me just when I think I've reached <laughs> the lowest. <laughs> oh, crikey. But well, yes. good. I should look forward to that then. So, yes, yeah, so so we see all that unfold. Um, yes. The cops, and we, we whole... assume they're both dead, but then... The sticky end that's met by one of them kind of rem- it like it reminded me of a very extreme and grim home alone because it was like a booby trap where he yes, like trips right. up and then all these guns shoot him from above yes but, yes yeah it is very home alone in a horrible that's yeah alt- I mean, alternate universe yeah because i will just say it's very different and very tame but that bit with home alone when you see that like iron on his head and stuff that's tough to watch as well i'm like ooh. Every time. Just saying, that's also unpleasant. Uh, I mean, they get what they deserve, but still. Yeah, he was protecting his home. And himself. Yes. But, um, yeah, so... So, as as it unfolds, um, we kind of see what they were both doing that night before they were taken. And... So Adam was taking pictures, following and taking pictures of Lawrence. And Lawrence was meeting up with a lady. With a lady. With a lady in a it hotel looked, room. It looked so like seedy motel vibes. It did. It looked very trashy. trashy. And I think in an attempt to make us um, kind of like him more and be kind of more affected by what's happening to him he gets to the room and then he decides he can't do it right Um, right he can't go through with cheating on his wife and he leaves 
Um, yeah. And that's when the pig, pig masks appear and takes him. Yeah. I don't like that pig mask with the robe. I really don't care for no. that. No. At all. Agree. I think I, I think that to me that's that scares me more than anything else that happens in this film is just seeing that image of this like red robe and then the pig mask. No. Because it's not a mask. It's like a flesh. It's like a real dead yes. pig head. Yeah. Yes, as think. we've discussed, there's a lot of that going on. Which, by the way, if you go to the Walmart, by me, if you are in the market for an entire full, complete pig head, they have a whole a refrigerator full of them. I know not what happens and how you, what you do with them, but if you are wanting them, you can go to Walmart and buy one. I am Just absolutely saying. not. I'm not wanting that. Thank you very much. Yeah, Please don't I, tell me they have them in the Piggly Wiggly. I, there's no piggly wiggly here so <laughs> i don't know i hope they don't that's two that's two on the nose two on the snout yeah. if you ask me yeah um and those photos we find out as i already said earlier that they were in the same bag as the saws that were down the back of the system mm-hmm. we also haven't mentioned the whole the cigarette situation because there's oh, the yes. whole so there's a whole, there's more X's. They keep on about X marks the spot. And mm-hmm. they realize that if they turn the lights off, there's like a an X will appear, which it does. Mm-hmm. And so then they smash through there to discover this box. And in the box is a cigarette or two cigarettes and a mess, another message. And the message is for the doctor and it's telling him, shh, this isn't, it makes it clear you're not to read this message out loud. And it's more about Adam, isn't it? It's more about getting Adam's mm-hmm. demise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Adam's like, I would quite like a smoke, thank you very much. Right, because Dr. Dr. Gordon says, like, are you really going to like put something in your mouth that came out of this place? And Adam's like, yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah I don't blame him. I think I, I don't smoke, and I'd be like, you know what? I could probably do. I need with one something. Right. Yes, I would. That, but that might be a little slight relief at this moment in time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and like I mentioned, slightly mentioned earlier, they have this whole code where he's like, if you turn the lights off and we whisper, he's not going to hear our plan. Mm-hmm. for you to pretend the cigarette's going to get you and it won't. You're like, do you really think, do you really think that the guy that has managed to manipulate this situation to this extent right. is going to like be floored by that little mm-hmm. plan? <laughs> I don't think so. Right. It was worth trying, though. It's worth trying. It was. And and we do hear at the beginning in one of the tapes, it says the man, the dead man, says he had so much poison in his body that he could just wait to die in agony or do what he did, which is um, shoot himself, which is why Adam knows that that's what he means by you don't need a gun to kill Adam. Because there's that pool of blood that is, in theory, full of poison. Yes. So all he has to do is dip the... Right. Although, 
how is he gonna ever hide the fact that there was blood on the cigarette Adam? Because the one that he does did was very obvious. It was a big red mark. Right, the it's end a big of... red mark of yeah. I mean, how was he ever gonna not? I don't know that he would have really. No, no. And also, there's the reality that there's no poison in that blood, as we later find out. So yes, it's just blood. <laughs> and there's also another, as if this room isn't already hideous enough. There's another an extra thing where you can get electrocuted as well, just to add to the. Well, somebody is electrocuting them. They are somebody has a thing that um, sends electric shocks through the pipes, right? Which yeah. um, we find out well, when Adam ass- pretends he's dead, <laughs> and very assume, quickly. Yeah, we do, and it happens again later. We're assuming that whoever's up in the watching right. them is doing it. That's mm-hmm. what we get. We assume. Correct. Because when Adam so does this whole death sh- scene, immediately he most- gets shocked and reacts yeah. to it, obviously. So I mean, that that would have got the, the Razzie award. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it was like so over the top. I'm like, girl. It was just literally like, oh, oh. It was like, what's happening? That wasn't even... And then the doctor is so happy when he's like, oh, gee, I guess that's him then. It's like, it's like right, I did it. Yeah, okay. Can we go now? <laughs> also, before I forget, can I just point out that almost, and I, 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 I carefully say this because I'm not claiming this is the only part of the film that I was like, okay, that gives me a bit of relief because it looks a bit hammy. By the end, the doctor looks like he's got Halloween makeup on. I'm like, there's pale. And I they know. have like, I'm like, someone's gone a bit far there because it literally looks. <laughs> He's about to go out dressed as Dracula. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. agree with that, but I was like, no, the makeup, the makeup. So here's the thing with this film. This film was made on a very, very low budget. budget. Right. Um, it, it's it, when you know how low the budget was. I guess they did a lot with what they had. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's still... there's pieces like the makeup job in that last mm. scene where, yes, he's supposed to be really pale because he's bleeding to death. Yeah. But, but you can literally see like brush strokes of yeah paint. you can I was like that looks yeah, yeah like a quick Halloween job it's just yeah. pretty yeah but fair enough on a low budget they they sure achieved a lot and I'm sure mm-hmm. you're gonna tell me later that they they well and truly got their money back <laughs> oh some. beyond yeah beyond yeah, of course of course of course. So are we getting up to the sort of Zeb? Zeb? Yes. So I think this is kind of what leads to the... The finale. To the end. You know, as, as, like, some of this is happening. We know what's happening at home where Ma, like his wife and daughter are being yeah. held by a man. And, like the photo showed us. Right. Yeah. And then we find out that this man, um, who it is, because as Adam is looking at the photographs that he had taken that night, right? He goes, "Was there was there someone else in your house that night?" And he goes, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "There's a man in this picture in the window." Yeah, and that's when he realizes the man was there the whole time, 
before he left, his wife and child alone, there was a man in there. As her daughter, his daughter had told him, there's a man in my room, and nobody believed her. Yeah, um, they were just like, you, you just make it up. You're having a nightmare, right? Um, yeah. And then that's when I think it's worth checking, face. Though, you know. When your daughter tells you that, it's probably worth yeah. checking you. <laughs> Secure those locks. Make sure. Pick the closet, at least. Yeah. Or you can just do what was it? This little piggy went to market. They do that with the right. <laughs> so that's when we get to see who it is, and we see is the guy, the orderly from the hospital. So it's in his house. Yeah. So obviously, as viewers, we assume okay, this is this is the mastermind. This is Jigs. This is him. Mm-hmm. This is the guy behind the jigsaw puppet who's done all this. Because that's what mm-hmm. it leads to, obviously. That's what you... Right. He's he's the one uh, that we see orchestrating, yeah. holding, you know, trying to kill the wife. Uh, yeah. And, and this is stupid sick. You know when you're like, oh, for God's sake. When he literally, like, she finally gets the gun. Mm-hmm. is holding it over him and manage. You just know he's going to get because she's taking her sweet ass time. I'm like... Fire a shot to the left. Just scare him. You don't have to just shoot do him, but just give him do something that's going to make him back off to get the doors right. behind shoot, you. Shoot his leg, something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't have to, if you can't bear the idea of, although at this stage. At this stage, it, I mean, I feel like yeah. more so than anything, it's, it's her little girl. You know, like, yeah. I don't know that yeah. I could shoot someone to save myself, but I, I think to save yeah, to a child, child, I would, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah. But at least do something. But we knew fully well that he's gonna get that comeback because there was no yeah. no surprise there at all, in my opinion. <sighs> so yeah, so then he does that, and then it kind of gets from bad to worse. Dum dum dum. And then cop shows up, or ex cop shows up in the house, and there's right. a shootout mm-hmm. between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile. Back in the, back in the horrible in the bathroom, the toilet. Back in the shitter. <laughs> um, he's going crazy, obviously, because on the end of the phone, he can hear mm-hmm. that his wife and daughter are in turmoil, and now the phone is still on. You know, mm-hmm. he's still there, and he can just hear screaming and in awful shoot, things in, happening, and in, yeah, guns, and guns being shot. shot. So he yeah. doesn't know who. So obviously, this is now he loses his mind. Yeah. yeah, he loses his mind, which leads to the bit I was dreading the most. <laughs> you had to know and that I, was coming at some point, though. Yeah, I think I will actually say I had built this so much in my mind that I was worried that this was going to be the only theme of the whole film. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, the fact that you don't actually have to see this till right at the end is some relief it's still not great but it's something you know because mm-hmm. i thought they were both gonna have to do loads of that so at least at least respect that but yeah he decides right. the only thing to do because of course the phone is out of his reach right well not to mention he just wants and now to get he's, out of it. like he's desperate like he's like i need to get out of here and save my family so he's yeah. like you see him just like completely yeah, losing it's, his it's mind. Hysterical, completely hysterical. Yeah. Screaming, frantic, no sense of any 
anything. Mm-hmm. And I, and who could who could blame him? Right. He he's completely lost everything. And I he guess had left. that kind of adrenaline is the only way you could mm-hmm. possibly sure. fathom soaring something. And just like Cardinals. Adam, as Adam is watching this happen, and Adam is screaming, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop! Calm down!" As an audience, you're kind of having that same realization of what he's about to do, and just like yeah. Adam, you're going like, "Holy shit! Like, just don't, don't yeah. do it, don't do it." He's like bracing and, himself, right? Yeah. And he's wrapping. He takes his shirt off and wraps it like a tourniquet around his leg. Yeah. And he saws off his own oh. foot to get out of the trap. Oh. <laughs> and, and he's still obviously delirious and he he doesn't know what else to do. And he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he grabs a gun and puts the one bullet oh. in the chamber and shoots at him. He thinks the only thing to do is to shoot. Him. He's like As the he only. That's, he's like I have to save my family, so he's like right. I'm sorry. Um, but it's too late because the timer has, the time has yeah. ended. Right. And as, as he's told, <laughs> when uh, Seb Seb comes in, and tells him, mm. "Too late, man." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he says, when he's like, "Please show me mercy," he's like, "No, you have. To, I have to." It says it in the rules. These right. are the rules. These are the rules. Right. And you're like, "Gosh, what? what why can't you break the rules?" And then you realize it's mm-hmm. not him that he hasn't made the rules. Rule. Yeah. Because at this stage, we still don't know. We don't happening. know. And and then we find out Adam is not dead. Adam is not dead because I think he, he shoots grabbed... him in the shoulder or something, doesn't he? he doesn't yes, actually... he was he was hurt, but he he wasn't dead, yeah. and luckily luckily he wasn't because as Seb was about to also kill Doctor Gordon, he he gets beaten to death by the toilet, yeah. the tank lid thing. Oh. Um, apparently, what they did was they had. Um, they had him hit a bag, a garbage bag full of fake blood. And so that's when you see like all the blood wow. splattering as he's bashing the, the guy in. That's a clever idea. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting, but clever. So we, again, still are like, oh, so he they've, they've won. They've, they've like managed to not win, but they've managed to get him. Right. I think winning well, I don't is- think anyone... No one wins in this bloody situation. There's no winners. There's no winners. There really is. This is this is not a game of monopoly. But Lawrence is able to get out, and he he's fraud. He's like, I I have to go get help, or I'm gonna die. I'm bleeding to death. He's bleeding to death. Yeah. And he tells Adam, so I will, I will find help, and I will send them here to get you. And Adam's right. like, Don't leave me here. Mm. And he's like, I gotta get out. I'm gonna die. I'm bleeding. Yeah. I cut off my leg. I'm bleeding. So oh, because Adam's still chained, right? Right, Adam can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, and of course we find out. Oh, that's coming up. Okay, hang on, not there yet. Mm-hmm. I was going to say we find out where the key went, but I think we've got mm-hmm. another bit. The big twist comes first, I think. Right, and then we find out. But just in case anyone has got to this stage of the podcast and doesn't want to know, stop listening now, but I don't know why you would get this far. 
Because <laughs> we basically told you the whole film. Well, and also, case, this film came out how many years ago? This point is no longer years ago. Yeah, we're not talking about an episode of Drag Race. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about a movie that came out yesterday. So the big twist is that the so-called dead body that's been well, but in before, the middle of Oh. Before that happens, Adam sees that um, Seb had a, a recorder also on his person, and he grabs the recorder and he plays it, right. and that's how we oh, find Seb. out that Seb was not the killer. Uh-huh. He was right, right, poisoned, right. and right. his instructions were to kill a wife and a mother, a mother and daughter, mm-hmm. to to get the the antidote for the poison. Right. So now we know he's not the killer. He was just like them. Yeah. Put in the situation of, of having to do a horrible thing to not die himself. Yes. So now he's like baffled, like what? And then yeah. now we get to the now part to explain. Yes. Discover the, the so-called dead body, which has managed to stay very still for the whole mm-hmm. the whole film. Is in fact him pretending to up. be. Oh, and he gets up, and there's there's more skin peeling again. There's more. I mean, it's just the the bald cap that looked like he had shot his head, so it's not yeah. really his skin. No, but it's still the look of that. I'm I'm, I'm done <laughs> with that. Thank you. And then yeah, you find out that he was there the whole the whole time. As Sally Fields does. Yeah, that really is a twist and a half. That is a big, big old Mm -hmm. twist. So the whole time he was literally hearing everything right there, Mm -hmm. controlling everything. I mean, how did he say that still the whole time? Well, here's the thing. They never used a dummy. That was the actual actor who was laying there. Every scene that you see him is an actor. It's not... They never used a dummy for that. Wow. So, yeah. But, I mean, as story-wise, I'm just wondering how this character never even Mm -hmm. slightly flinched for that whole time. Well, I I mean, this character also manages to create these insane scenarios and that are so complex and complex. So you think he's probably more gifted than the average bear, you know? So he can maybe Well he is, but a human is still you still have to breathe. I, like how does yeah, I, I don't understand I, how I don't understand how there's no movement for six mm-hmm. plus hours or however long they're there. I don't get how right. but I guess we don't, you know, we yeah. have to think about that. Yes. But yeah. Yes. So that's 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 rough. And then he points out to Adam that the key was in the bathtub mm-hmm. right at the beginning and went down the tubes. When he basically. unplugged yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Because how would and of know? course we see who it is is John, the patient mm-hmm. that was that the has the inoperable brain cancer, which is why he's constantly telling people, you don't know how lucky you are that you are alive mm-hmm. and, and now you're going to be grateful for your life than you take for granted. And in um, fact, the irony is they're the unluckiest people because they're being treated like this. But yeah, that was the point he was making. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's the one that the doctor didn't know the name of. Right. 
John and it's it's so clever the way like when you go back and rewatch the film because you do see that in that scene where he's in the bed and the orderly comes in and says his name is John mm. you see that a he's holding the doctor's um pen light in his hand mm. and on the on the bedside table next to the bed there's a quick flash of the draw of a drawing of the bear trap so he was designing the bear trap so it's like all these little things and you kind of when you go back you can see like everything that leads up to it you can also see yeah you can see when um when lawrence takes the the revolver to shoot adam and he puts the bullet in all six chambers are empty Meaning there's no possible way this person shot themselves because there's not no bullets in the gun. Um, right. So there's a lot of little clues throughout, but unless you know, there's no way yeah. you can catch them. No. So it was very clever. Very clever. Yeah. Thanks yeah. And, that and is... the final the final blow is that he then leaves Adam in the room. Mm-hmm. chain to that and walks out as the door closes mm-hmm. he says so now you're here forever goodbye he's a sick ticket so this film like I said was made um, on a very low budget um, mm-hmm. James Wan actually did not get a salary for directing. He said, I won't get paid, but I will get a percentage of the whatever whatever this film grosses, I'll get money he, in the back end. <laughs> he knew. And this film is one considered one of the biggest grossing horror films of all time. Wow. It made like over a hundred million dollars worldwide. So it made a lot of money. <laughs> so he did very well for himself. As a matter of fact, it did so well so quickly that the studio approved and uh, made the contract for Saw 2 on opening weekend of this film. The, wow. the opening weekend of this film was so successful that the studio gave them the money and said, here's for the sequel. Wow. On that same weekend. So it did incredibly well. And that's pretty impressive that nearly 20 years later, I mean, Saw 10 has been, ever, the posters have been everywhere. I know, it just, it's just coming out. And um, so because a lot of the people did not get paid very well to do this film, mm. um, there was a situation where Carrie Elvis um, ended up filing a lawsuit against the producers um, and oh. the production company because he only received a nominal salary um, with supposed to get revenue after he was promised 1% of the gross, um, which would have been a lot because it made over a hundred million dollars. Um, but he didn't get that apparently. So he sued them. The case was settled out of court, but because of the disagreement, he's not in the sequel. And uh, he actually does not come back until Saw 3D that came out in 2010. Oh my but goodness. he does come back. Yeah. Um, so, yes. 
I guess he was like, you know what, I should jump back on this money wagon. Yeah, he was like, okay, it's time to come back. Yes. So he survived. He survived, yes. Wow. And then he, in the sequels, he gets way more involved. Um, Then, um, so yes, so as, as you know, there's many a sequel for this film. Um, I can give you. I think I've seen. I know I saw two and three, and then I saw some of the um, later ones. I saw um, Jigsaw, and I saw Spiral, Mm. and I think I saw 3D as well. Wow. Great. But yeah, so like the sequels go like this one came out 2004, second one 2005. Third one, 2006. Fourth one, 2007. Fifth one, 2008. Sixth one, 2009. Saw 3D, 2010. And then they took a break. And then Jigsaw (laughs) came out in 2017. Spiral came out in 2021. That's the one with Chris Rock. And um, Saw 10 comes out, came out earlier um, in September this year. Yeah, yeah. So clearly, very, very. And what with um, the way the conjuring keeps going as well? That's he's and insidious. He's really a money making machine. um, Is kind of a money making machine for sure. The horror, yeah. Wow. So yeah. So what? How would you rate it after now that you've seen it? Ten, 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 ten. Tens across the board. Tens across the board, but not in a good way. In a, in a scare way this has didn't disappoint with how it was going to make me feel but yeah uh, as I said to you this I, I was really worried that the whole thing was going to be you have to cut that off and now you have to cut that off and now you, I thought it was just going to be that <laughs> constantly so compared to I that mean, image it was obviously not as bad it's as so, that so much blood a person can lose and continue to yeah. cut off limbs so Exactly. So I'm very relieved. But I thought it was going to be like Adam had to do it as well. And, you know, so at least it wasn't that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's horrific. It's it scares you. It's, it's claustrophobic. It's disgusting. It's the it's all these horrible all things that something thought of. It's too it's a lot. It's tense oh. and it's I'm so pleased it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but but because I'm going to be fair and I'm trying to be fair compared to when we watched House of a Thousand Corpses where to me I was like there was no rhyme or reason to any of that mm-hmm. as disgusting and awful as it is at least we understand what is happening at least we get yes. a story there is a storyline so, and it's everything kind of yeah, comes and it's a lot together at the end it's and very thought out it's not just yes. this is grim for no reason there is there is things happening as horrible as they yeah. are so i will give it that i can see why and if you're not bothered by any of that stuff and you can cope with it right. then sh- i can see why is i can absolutely see why yeah as we've said yeah. it's something very different obviously it's a clever concept for sure but it's, yeah but it's rough yeah it, it's a very it's clever just concept. not something that i would ever watch for enjoyment at all because right. I just just feel... on a rainy afternoon for comfort yes i feel I'm very tense. <laughs> like even right now, 
no, I'm not going to say it, but I'm tight everywhere. Let's put it that way. I'm really, I'm clenching. I'm clenching. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> you could well, slip you've a survived. dollar note up there and it wouldn't move. <laughs> anyway. You survived, survived. Saw. I survived. Are you proud? I feel like Very I deserve proud. a gold medal just for this. this I felt alone. like if there was a film that I felt you might not finish it was going to be this one for sure so i'm very proud of your you. of you and also for... if you'd made me watch this a year ago uh, you, I you would not you would, well, you would absolutely be getting my therapy bills right now you'd be getting more than that you'd be getting well you would have turned it off from like the moment the sauce came like, out of the toilet yeah i would have said bye-bye i would even the way the me before gremlins the second it opened in that bathtub would have been like nope no no off we go absolutely not absolutely that's that's huge progression yes anyway so what's what's what is next is it a nice luck on next uh, so the one coming next i'm interested to see if it'll bother you as much as Midsommar bothered you because it is Ari Aster's first film. Well, not first, first, but first big one. You know, film, 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 because he did a short film before that uh, that I will not make you watch because it's incredibly disturbing. But um, it's um, it's Miss Tony Collette, so that is good. That's that's a good um, thing. That's a good that. thing, and it is hereditary. Oh boy. Which um it messed me up the way that Midsommar messed you up. I didn't I Midsommar didn't affect me much. Mm. Um in the way that it affected you, but this one did. Like this one, it took me a while to recover. Yeah. <sighs> so good. Thank I mean, you very much. We're sliding down to the tens now. See, I still think I'm, I'm in my opinion. You're climbing. There's, yeah, you're climbing. There's nothing sliding about this, girl. I am, I am climbing the mountain. Believe me, this is up, 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 up and away. The, number one is the top of the mountain, and we've been. Climbing uh, okay, I got it. Your your visual is different than mine. I'm coming down like sliding home. No. All right. Well, no. we have to climb and, um, and get to the peak, <laughs> and then once we're so, at the peak. We can slide into fairyland. <laughs> I see. Well. Yes. I guess um, we'll continue to climb next time. Yeah, sure. And until I then. I need a few energy bars, I think. <laughs> to get me up there. To get me up oxygen. there. An oxygen mask, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that well, jigsaw is finished. Thank you very much. Last piece done. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.